we are recording. Yay! Well, welcome, welcome to a fun little one-shot. Um, and let us begin. We see a moonlit desert, the pale sands stretching out towards the distant mountains beneath a star-strewn canopy. We look up to see a tower, a dark obelisk against the night sky. The tower does not stand amid the desert, but rather floats above it, suspended some hundred feet in the air. There is a flash of light from the top of the tower, an instant peal of thunder so massive the sands shudder in response. Dark clouds begin to coalesce, swirling around the tower and growing larger, darker, blocking out the bright stars to cloak the scene in darkness. A lone figure leaps from the tower, plummeting to the ground at deadly speed. As it is about to impact, the figure casts out a hand and a blast of elemental air cushions its landing. We see this figure now running across the desert, staying just ahead of the growing storm. There is another crack and a flash of lightning through the heavy clouds, which they'll, which let loose a downpour of rain. Some hours later, <laughs> the sun rises over Tehuatecan, the great canal city in the heart of the Osmec Empire. Joyful trumpets sound from the city center, heralding the dawn, and with it the festival month of Toxcatl. By mid-morning, the streets and plazas are filled with the sights, sounds, and smells of a celebration. The music of drums, flutes, and horns carries it through the air alongside the aromatic fragrance of chili and cocoa. Peoples of many races dance through the public squares dressed in woven garments dyed in vibrant hues of yellow, orange, and red, the colors of the sun. Children race past with small kites in the shapes of dragons, wyverns, and pegasi, or gather in small groups around street performers, squealing in delight as magicians conjure up illusory puppet shows or shape the water of the canals into coiling snakes and splashing fountains. In the center of the metropolis sits the Great Plaza, where much of the activity is concentrated. On the north side of the plaza resides the Imperial Palace, where the Empress Osmec holds her court. Across from the palace... Hi, honey. Hi. <laughs> Across from the palace, on the southern side of the Great Plaza, is the arena. It is a square stadium where terrible entertain crowds of cheering thousands. Finally, the Grand Temple, the largest and most majestic building in Tehuatecan. The temple is a multi-leveled ziggurat where today petitioners are lined up with to offer their tithe. Two massive jaguar statues, each nearly 60 feet in height, either side of the temple's entrance. On the foreheads of the statues is the golden imprint of an overlapping sun and crescent moon, the symbol of the sun god Tezcatl, the creator and one god of the world. Tuxcatl, the month which falls at the height of summer, is dedicated to Tezcatl, for it is in this month that the sun shines brightest in the sky. <clears throat> so, starting with Rundar. Yes. Uh, describe yourself. What are you taking part in the festival today? Um, 
I am an otterkin. I stand at like four foot eleven, so pretty big for what you think of as an otter. Um, I have tattoos <laughs> all down both of my arms. Um, I blend in pretty well with the surrounding. Like I don't draw too much attention, but if you were to look at me directly, I look like a bag full of trouble. <laughs> um. I'm just enjoying the sight and sounds. I think I just arrived in town not long ago. I'm still on the search for the people who stole something from my clan. And so that search has led me here. So I'm just uh, getting the lay of the land. And, okay, so you were sort of prowling through the city (laughs) streets. Uh, Let's go then to... Anura. Yes. Please describe yourself and how are you partaking in the day's festival? Uh, I am about two foot eight, uh, standing up on two (laughs) legs. Uh, I'm a frog person. Uh, So green skin, no hair. Um, uh, I'm wearing a uh, suit of very fine plate mail. Uh, that is uh, gleams in the in the hot sun, uh, adorning my uh, adorning both of my hands are rings on every finger. Uh, however, one of them on my right hand is much bigger than the others, uh, and has a uh, strange symbol on it. Uh, I also have a strap to my side, uh, a very very nice sword. Uh, and on my back, I have a shield whose expression changes based on my mood. It has a face paint, a face on it. Um, uh, and um, right now, the shield uh, shield's expression is uh, one of kind of the um, the uh, kind of slanted face emoji. You know, kind of the eh. mm-hmm. uh, and I'm. Sweating, uh, sweating profusely as I walk around this uh, festival, um, kind of, you know, trying to trying to not look the uh, trying not to look out of place, but failing miserably. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, and trying to find some some good food. Uh, uh, I've gone from stall to stall. Uh, and I'm just on one of those moods where nothing, nothing sounds good. Um, or, uh, and I wouldn't admit this to anybody, the things that do sound good are a little too pricey for my ever dwindling coin purse. <laughs> so. Okay. Uh, let's go to Garjun. Okay. Um, describe yourself and how are you celebrating in today's festival? Um, and it's it's Gorjun. Gorjun, my mistake. No, no, I, there's no reason to know that. <laughs> He's like, I made that up. So. <laughs> yeah. um, Gorjun is a bugbear in um, monk robes, kind of like a kind of a light, airy, um, kind of out of place looking clothing. Um, seven foot nine and three hundred and twenty five pounds. So we're we're really setting a range with this party. <laughs> and bugbears have um, kind of abnormally long limbs, uh, long long arms. So 
Um, I think they hang down almost to the knee, if I if I remember the description correctly. So, um, but he's you know unusually for a for a bugbear. They're they're normally a um, <clears throat> kind of a clannish and and you wouldn't find them at a celebration. He's um, he's wandering around enjoying himself immensely. So uh, trying to uh, in a in a very kind of strange way try to, to you know to meet everyone and, and try everything. Okay. Uh, as you are, are wandering through the the streets, delighting in the sights and sounds of the festival, you you stop in the middle of uh, uh, sort of a, a gnome or a halfling, barely a foot tall, and she's just sort of staring up at you wide-eyed with a with a lollipop in her hand. <laughs> I would I would kind of kneel down and then bend down further and then bend down a little more and say, hello, little girl. Hi. There's, there's no reason to be frightened. I'm, I understand I'm very, very tall, but I'm not. Uh, why don't you roll a persuasion roll for me? Persuasion. Okay. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. She, um, she kind of reaches out and pokes one of your furry hands. You're very soft. <laughs> my, my, uh, I try to keep my fur in, in good shape. <laughs> can I sit on your shoulder? Uh, are your parents here? We can ask their permission. She sort of looks around and shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. And hopefully... <laughs> We can find them. Which shoulder would you like? Mm. She points at your right shoulder. Okay. Um, you want to climb on, or you want me to put put you on the shoulder? Pick her up and put her on my shoulder. She weighs absolutely nothing. You just sit her on your shoulder. <laughs> and I think um, I feel one of her arms like wrap around the side of your head. Yeah, I think she. I think they've got. I think bugbears have little horns. So, just grab onto the horn and, and hold on tight. Make sure you don't fall. Tell okay. me if you're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go on and enjoy the enjoy the festival. Okay. Um, uh, Estley, yes. would you please describe yourself and tell us how how you are partaking in today's festivals? Okay. Well, uh, they're from a soldier, so. They're kind of like recruited to do extra security and stuff during the festival. So I was standing there. Um, legs like the size of tree trunks. They're human. Um, and just kind of bored. Uh, thanks. Yeah. I was offered money to do this, but it may not have been the best choice because now I'm just bored to death. I got ceremonial face paint on. Um, hair is brown but it's kind of getting reddish in the sun and just um, a whole bunch of uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, oh my god I had it in my head um, that's 
dreadlocks, like dreadlocks down to mid back. Um, armor, got two sickles on the side, and just watching, waiting to see if anything gets interesting. Okay. Um, so you're sort of uh, at your post and, and watching things when you notice a, um, a rather heavily armored frogkin come mm-hmm. wandering up the street looking sort of genuinely un- or, or generally annoyed with the goings on like inspects one of the, the street meat carts turns up his nose and starts walking away um uh, and then you notice there's there's a, a splash as uh, one of the magicians who's like entertaining the kids just redirects this spurt of water and it smacks the frogkin right in the face. <laughs> uh, I look uh, up at the magician. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I literally look up at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say, is this is, is this some kind of joke? He, he, very deep voice from such a tiny frog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he 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 sort of nods his head uh, apologetically, but you see a big smile on his face. I am ever so sorry. Uh, it was it was a, a a mistake. I did not mean to to splash you, good frog, sir. Are there like children around, or is it like there are? Yeah, they're giggling. I. Uh... I just take off my helmet and do a little flourish and a bow and say, Honora, the jester frog. Have a good day, kids. Uh, Friggin' fraggin' magicians. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I, uh, I'm going to kind of step back and eye the rest of his act. I kind of want to see if this guy has any talent at all. Okay. I move my hand away from the uh, pulse of my sickles. I was ready to go in and sell something in case it started, but now I'm bored again. I was kind of hoping something would start. (laughs) He's not great. (laughs) Are you standing standing nearby, Etsley? Etsley? Yeah. I saw that, though. You said I saw it, right, Matt? Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. How far away am I? Like 20 feet. Yeah, I'm about 20 feet away. Kind of walk over to you. Uh, the The face on my uh, on my shield has changed to a uh, sort of a the the angry emoji face. <laughs> uh, I, I say, can you get a bit of can you can you get a load of this two bit hack? I glance over. Yeah. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> he says, "Where I'm from, we wouldn't let we wouldn't let people on the street with this sort of act." He says, "Frogs are wet. What a joke." <laughs> I'm sorry. I just can't get past anything that I say with the. Responding to frogs are what? That's not completely. My mind went so many places, and none of them are in character. <laughs> so I scared as for girls. Mm. <laughs> but what can you do, man? Yeah, no, right. 
on it. <laughs> he says, uh, so you like a you know, guard here or something today, or what brings you to the to the gathering? Hired me to stand here with weapons, make sure no bullshit went on. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. Hey, uh... <laughs> Are you 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 live here? Yep. See, I haven't been here long. Uh, looking for some good, you know, food, but you know, something where they're not going to overcharge me. You know, a place where they don't have the tourist price and the resident price. You know what I'm saying? Nod. Um. Can I roll to see if I know of a place like that? That's preferably far away from me. <laughs> uh, sure. Roll uh, just intelligence. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> 15. Okay, yeah, you know a place. It's it's decently far away from you. I give him directions. Also, the O is I have a negative 2 intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> I have a negative 1, so we're we're two philosophers here for that's for sure. <laughs> uh, well, thanks, you're you're mighty kind. It's mighty kind of you. You're, you're really you're a really good person there. My name's uh, Anura. I reach my hand up. I kind of like Thor down to Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> like Estelle. Estelle, well, it's a pleasure meeting you. Uh, one of the few few nice and welcoming people I've met all day. You have to say, it's not easy being green. So anyway, I'll (laughs) get that out of the way early, if you know what I mean. Um, (laughs) When I saw that you were a fraud person, I had that stuck in my head for like five hours. (laughs) All right, well, uh, enjoy the festival. Uh, Tip my hat. I'm going to start walking towards this awesome restaurant and I get recommended. Give him a nod as he leaves. So, uh, as you wander off, um, Gorjun, you've been carrying this this tiny girl around for uh, a few minutes, still, you know, enjoying yourself, uh, taking in the uh, the atmosphere, uh, when she starts bouncing up and down on your shoulder a little bit. Ooh, ooh, there's my mom. I see her. And she points, and you see this uh, uh, this uh, halfling couple who are at a, a booth, maybe half a block down. They seem to be selling large decorative hats. <laughs> okay. I walk up next to the couple, and um, excuse me, ma'am, <laughs> just from <laughs> up in the sky. <laughs> they both look up at you, and. and um, Oh, thank you. Um, she wandered off. I appreciate you bringing her back. Sort of reaches up. Happy to help. Level. <laughs> you hand the tiny girl off. Now you sit there and don't you move. Oh, thank you very much, sir. Would, would you like a, a, a complimentary sombrero? <laughs> yes, yes. Why, yes. Oh, I, I, I think I absolutely would. <laughs> you have to sort through and find like the biggest one. It's fine. Snug. I have a I have a sombrero on, and I kind of 
bend all the way over and and shake, I guess, my index mm-hmm. finger with the little girl. Very nice to meet you. Uh, make a make a quick perception check for me. <clears throat> oh, that's no good. Five. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you don't notice anything. Uh, so she shakes your finger and sporting your, your fancy new hat, you head along your way. Um, <laughs> oh, a whistling bugbear and a, a sombrero enjoying, enjoying the festival. As midday approaches, the trumpets, trumpets flare once more, and the masses begin to move towards the great plaza for the festival invocation. <clears throat> the four of you men you can see great banners of red and gold adorned with the symbol of Tezcatl draped from the temple. You see the priests in their festival garb standing on the various levels of the ziggurat, and at the very top you see a lone figure overlooking the crowd. This is the high priestess, Yatzil. Her features are beautiful and elven, and she is dressed in an intricately woven robe of pure golden thread. And atop her head is a crown that emanates shards of sparkling sunlight. If you imagine like the crown on the Statue of Liberty, but the shards are actual sunlight that come out. Mm-hmm. Cool. Fancy. She opens her arms before the crowd, which falls silent. To Watakan, blessed city, she says, to the God of creation, the one whose hand shapes all and whose loving countenance shines upon us with eternal light. We praise you, Tezcatl, you who are the beginning of all, you who sustain the world. Praise the light Praise the sun. And there's a massive response from the crowd. Of, Praise the sun. Much cheering and applause. The energy of the celebration seems to thrum through the very air around you. The high priestess spreads her arms wide. And you see two priests approach from either side. The crowd continues its cheering as the beautiful golden robe the priestess is wearing is removed. Leaving her standing before the crowd with nothing save the crown of sunlight about her or above her head. A moment passes as she stands there, resplendent before the masses, and then a small beam of light draws down from the sky. You can actually see it descend from where the midday sun hangs at its zenith, a beam of golden light that falls precisely where the high priestess stands. The crowds around you fall into a spellbound silence at this miraculous sight. The high priestess floats up five feet, ten feet, suspended in this ray of sunlight with her arms outstretched in welcoming reverie. There's a shimmer, and her form begins to change. Her outstretched arms transform into feathered wings that blaze in shades of crimson and gold. Her body goes slen- grows slender and elongated, coiling into the form of a great serpent with iridescent azure scales. The shards of light that form her crown flare. And for a moment, you find yourself standing in the presence of a radiant, divine creature, the very sight of which fills you with warmth, contentment, and peace. 
You see tears spilling from the cheeks of those around you, so moved by the aura of benevolence that radiates from the temple in this moment. But too soon this moment passes. A shadow passes over the plaza. Thick storm clouds swallow the sun, cutting off this radiant beam and shrouding the city in shadow. You see the high priestess drop to her knees, once again in her humanoid form, as the priests rush to attend her. The angry skies above you crackle and roar, and panic quickly spreads through the tightly packed crowd, as in an instant a torrent of rain is loosed upon you. Your clothes and armor are soaked through in seconds, and people begin jostling to escape to find cover from the storm. The air ignites in a flash of searing heat and blinding light. An arcing bolt of lightning strikes one of the buildings in the plaza, sending flaming debris into the crowd. The four of you are caught amid the crowd as it surges towards the temple entrance, screaming and scrabbling for safety. You find yourselves pressed into the cramped lower floor of the temple, which, while impressively large as a structure, it was not built to hold the thousands now taking refuge within. What is what are each of you doing? Um trying to keep an eye on what's going on um outside. I imagine that as an otter I'm used to going through areas, so mm-hmm. I'm just dodging people, trying not to be trampled and to stay next to the door <clears throat> so that should anything happen I can get out quickly. Okay. Uh you are surrounded by people that are much taller than you, but you can like scrabble up onto a a statue or something and keep an eye out. And yeah, outside you see the storm just growing more intense as rain falls down in sheets, the sky crackling with constant uh, arcs of lightning. Uh, I'm actually also going to, uh, coincidentally, uh, fortuitously maybe for story purposes, I'm going to leap up out of the crowd onto the same statue (laughs) uh, and look to make sure, see if there's anybody that needs help. And as I leap up there, I kind of Note the otter that's there. It's a otter. (laughs) Uh, And I just kind of... I'm going to roll a perception check to see if there's anybody that could use a frog-like intervention. Frog-like intervention. Uh, And I got a 16. 16. Um, Yes, you see, just as you hop up and and acknowledge the uh, stealthy otterkin... Uh, by you on the the statue, uh, you notice that as people are sort of pushing in through the main temple doors, uh, what looks to be uh, uh, an older uh, human uh, gentleman who gets over being. So you cut out there for a second. What what's he doing? I was going to say. Uh, you look down and you see as people are you know pushing in through the temple entrance. Uh, an, an older gentleman who gets knocked over and looks like he's about to be trampled. All right. I'm going to do a 30-foot horizontal leap from the statue. Because, <laughs> okay. uh, hey, I'm a frog. <laughs> Boing. And so I leap into the crowd, and uh, I'm going to kind of uh, hold up my shield, which now has got a determined-looking face on it, and kind of block mm-hmm. people off of him and help him up. Okay. Uh, make an, uh, Roll an athletics check for me. Sure thing. Uh, 14. 14. Yeah, uh, you sort of bound uh, into the midst of the crowd and, and push up your shield, which people divert around, and you help this, this older man to his feet. He, he looks uh, relieved and grateful as, as he stands up and thanks you. 
what about uh, as as Tilly? Is that right? Yeah. As Tilly. Um. I stand there, take a moment to stand there, kind of looking like a cat that just got caught out in the rain. <laughs> like, that pleased everything. Mm-hmm. Side of myself and go looking for, like, the person I'm reporting to for the day mm-hmm. and see if there's anything I need to be doing. Yeah. Um, so you said you're a mercenary, basically? I'm a retired soldier. A retired soldier? Okay. Uh, yeah, there is a sort of like a guard cata- guard captain uh, that's there. Um, and they, they acknowledge you. <clears throat> well, it's wet outside. <laughs> yes, we noticed. Um, just try and get people inside as best you can. Make sure that they don't push each other. Don't want anyone get to get hurt. So just try and help people stay calm, get them organized into the, uh, into the side chambers if need be. And nod and go back towards the front doors. Watch people come through. Every once in a while, I'll yell, hey, no pushing! Uh, <laughs> so, Arjun, you get uh, rushed into the temple as well. What are you doing? I think just using <laughs> the truly impressive size that I have, um, I do my do my best to keep people, you know, calm and perhaps even a little intimidated, just kind of, you know, spread out a little bit and just everyone stay calm. If we remain orderly, there will be no problems. We can all fit here easily. Please just step to the back and don't push. <laughs> Name's best <laughs> airplane attendant. Well, I mean, a bugbear. Seven foot nine and going yeah. like this. <laughs> so... Like a walking statue. <laughs> um, a couple minutes pass as uh, the temple gets filled to capacity. The storm continues to rage with uh, quaking roars of thunder that shake the stone temple itself, and you can feel it reverberate through your very being. Um, it is inside the temple. It is damp, hot, cramped very uncomfortable um, and after you know, several minutes side chamber opens and walking out into the uh, the altar area you see high priestess Yitzil and a contingent of priests with her she's no longer wearing the, the golden uh, ceremonial garbs she just has what looks to be more day to day woven robes she comes out and sort of holds her hands up and gets everyone's attention. Everyone, please. Uh, this is most unexpected, but take... Uh, be calm. Be assured that Tezcatl watches over us all, and even in this moment of darkness, his, lightness, his light shall prevail. We try to... Be uh, be accommodating to one another in this time of need, and we're certain that as soon as the storm lets up, the festivities of the day will continue. And as her eyes sort of move across the um, the room, these thousands of faces, she makes eye contact with 
that giant the giant bugbear in the room. <laughs> Not uh, and you see you sort of meet eyes with her, and she her posture changes slightly. It's like this almost look of surprise crosses her face. She looks around some more through the sea of people, and Estelle, her eyes find yours. I kind of do that thing like kids do when they haven't been paying attention in class, trying to like trying to make eye contact, trying to avoid it. <laughs> and then her eyes sort of move towards the back, and she sees um, you, Rundar, and her eyes hold yours for a moment. And then her eyes meet Anura's. And this strange look of understanding has not abandoned us. Please take care of yourselves and one another. We will resolve this matter shortly. She turns and speaks to the priests who are with her. This conversation begins to return throughout the hall, and she excuses herself to a side chamber. Four priests break off from her retinue and begin to move through the crowd of people, and one of them finds each of you, and they ask you to please come with them. Mm. Hmm. I say, yeah, sure thing. Of course, uh, anything I can do to help. <laughs> instead of going with the priest, I uh, I saw which room she went in, right? Uh-huh. I disappear into the crowd away from the priest and go towards that room. <laughs> Make a stealth roll. All right. Rogan just the rogue. <laughs> Why not? Oh, and I rogued the fuck out of that roll. Uh, stealth. Holy fuck! Uh, so that's uh, 24. Okay. So I think what happens is this priest comes up and uh, asks you to accompany him. He turns briefly just to gesture to the doorway, and when he turns back, you're gone. <laughs> nice. Sounds accurate. Uh, oh. Okay, never mind. Uh, Estelle, this priest comes up and, and asks you to accompany him. I kind of like look over my shoulder. I'm like, oh. Sure. Oh, they are talking to me. (laughs) All right. And I follow. So three of you are escorted into this back chamber. One of you finds your own way. (laughs) Uh, And you are led into what is... uh, Seems like a small uh, office space uh, of some kind. Uh, You notice there's holy iconography on many of the walls. A bookshelf appears to be filled with uh, various texts. And seated at the desk, you see High Priestess Yitzil, who acknowledges the four of you and says, Thank you for joining me. This is, this is most curious. Um, I don't know how to explain exactly how I know the four of you, but I'm certain I've seen your faces before. I, I pause in my effort to shake off my sombrero <laughs> <laughs> and put it back on. Yeah, my eyebrows are like up in my hair. <laughs> uh, Estelle, Anura, and Rundar, make perception checks for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
first natural one of this one. Sixteen. Uh, you said perception. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Six. <laughs> okay. Five. Instantly, you notice as uh, Gorjun takes off his sombrero, he's got a lollipop stuck in the fur on the back of his head. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh no! You're gonna have to cut that out. You're gonna have to cut that out. There's no taking. Well, it's a lollipop. You can watch. I don't see anything because it could be a personal choice. Yeah. I don't know. I just met the guy. Yeah. I don't even really matter. Very woke of you, Estelle. <laughs> <laughs> it's Speaking of which, I look over at you, Estelle, and I say, oh, you're the one that gave me that recommendation earlier. That was good food. Great. 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 <laughs> The high priestess uh, addresses you and says, do any of you know anything about our current situation, this strange thunderstorm? It, it's it's not natural. We know that much. It's, he says, yeah. There I should didn't, be he says, I didn't, skies and sun. You guys. I, I wasn't expecting to get a rainstorm in the desert. <laughs> it's, it's quite odd. It's not the season for these kind of storms. He says there was a magician earlier that was uh, controlling water, splashing it around on folks. You might want to... Nah, he, he is a hack. I got nothing, Priestess. I'm sorry. She smiles and says, there are many simple practitioners of magic in, in our city. But none of them, I'm aware, are powerful enough to conjure this, this magnitude of a storm. It's so strange. Why? I recognize the four of you. It's it's almost like I've seen you in a dream. And as she says that, another voice speaks up. Um, says, I believe I may be able to shed some light on this situation. Scott Bakula, Dracula? <laughs> you turn to, uh, to see the source of the voice. You notice there's now, where there had not been before, a glowing door-like portal sitting in the side of the room and stepping through it you see a plump tabaxi of bluish gray fur uh, he is dressed in shimmering uh, splendid robes from head to toe um, and he is uh, very full faced with these two very small triangle ears that just kind of lay flat against his head Aww. Uh, he says, excuse my interruption. And I have some information that may be very useful you, useful to you in this time of <laughs> uh, water-based <Right>? catastrophe. <laughs> water is never a catastrophe. Disagree. <laughs> I, I look at you and, uh, and say, that's right. Water is usually pretty good for the the old skin hydration there. I was just thinking it's fun. I extend a hand. I say, Honora, Amphibian, pleasure to meet you. He reaches down and, and shakes your hand and says, A pleasure. The, uh, the high priestess stands from behind her desk and says, Archwizard, are you claiming responsibility for this act of environmental... Interruption? <laughs> um, 
My dear priestess, well, I admit I know something of what has happened. I am not myself at fault. Uh, perhaps I should explain in, in full what has transpired. You see, I am a expert of planar research. There are, as you know, many planes of reality which are separate from our own, yet intersect in interesting ways. Uh, I'm sorry to say that there is a malevolent presence which has taken residence within my tower and has loosed upon it a matter of elemental catastrophe. This storm is a symptom of that. I require some assistance if it is possible to drive this creature from my tower and and once that has happened, the storm can be resolved. Can I insight check him? Yeah, go ahead. Can I roll as well? Oh, that's a natural one. <laughs> oh. Oh. We all believe every word of what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not totally. Hold on, Jack. Insight. <clears throat> 11? Not great. Okay. Uh, neither one of you get a a real clear read on whether he's being forthright or not. Um, the high priestess looks at the four of you and says, well, as fate or a higher power may ordain, we have what seem to be four very capable individuals here. What exactly is it that you require of the four of them? The archwizard says, it is a small task, nothing important, nothing uh, too strenuous, I assure you. Uh, but they must go to the tower uh, and retrieve a special object. Uh, this object is. Hang on, let me check my notes. Uh, this, cur- this object is currently being kept safe in a, a pocket dimension which I use as my personal bedchamber. Uh, unfortunately, I have misplaced the key. However, uh, should they reach my tower, they should be able to find a uh, spare key and be able to enter my bedchambers to retrieve the item necessary to undo all of this. And it, it's your bedchambers. Why can't you go to your bedchambers and do all of this? Because you lost the key. As I have said, I have lost my key, and I am currently unable to enter my tower to find this bear. Okay. All right, where's the tower? It is... uh, And he sort of leans his head out of a window and points. There! Does he point up? He points up. As you look out, you see floating about 100 feet in the air, uh maybe half a mile or so outside of the city, the shape of a tower against the darkened sky. How on earth do you expect us to get up there? I'm a water creature. It is no problem. I can summon a few uh, friends, uh, some air elementals who will whoosh you up. <sighs> so that's quite a view you got there. <laughs> yes, it is normally quite nice when it is not stormy. What's the rent like? <laughs> I mean, it's my tower. I don't rent. Uh, well, I don't know about the rest of these delightful people, but I'm in. Well, 
Yeah. And I mean that sincerely. You all seem like delightful people. Just <laughs> I know we just what? met. I'm not a I'm not a sarcastic frog. I mean, what what sort of payment are we looking at here? Because I mean, I'm all about helping everyone, but also risking life and limb for strangers. You just don't do that for free. You don't. No. This might explain some of my money issues. <laughs> I mean. I'm a prince. I have no money issues. The high priestess sits back in her chair with a, a small grin on her face and says, uh, I'm sure that in addition to the good mark on your soul that Tezcatl will take into account when, when your, his, we can arrange a payment suitable for uh, the uh, the risk involved in such this such a task I'm in I'll be happy to help and the uh, the archbishop speak uh, pipes up and says this is fantastic because in a few hours this entire city is going to be underwater so uh, as best you get on the way and uh, let's see here one two three four. You're kind of bigger, but should not be too much problem. Um, yes. All right, so I'm going to send you up to the tower, and when you get there, just ask my steward, Javier, for the spare key. I'm sure he will have it on him. So, uh, are you all ready? Uh, I point at the priestess, and I tell her, I expend gold for this. She nods. We're going right. I'm just excited to not have to deal with all the people stuck in the temple. <laughs> Fair. <clears throat> yeah, I've never been whooshed before, so let's give it a shot. Right. Uh, you are led to one of the side exits of the temple rather than having you go back through the mass of people in the uh, the front and the door opens, there's you know, a crash of lightning and water spilling down. The, the Archmage stays inside, but sort of gestures for you all to step out. <laughs> As we walk towards the door, I am busily tightening all of my bags, untying them, retying them again, and I look highly nervous. Flying. It's not a thing that otters are supposed to do. It's just like jumping, but further. We don't jump either. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. We we've been known to slide. Sliding is very fun. Just think of the air as one big water current. I'm not <laughs> helping, am I? I'm sorry. I'm doing my best, you know. New situation and all that. Gotta make the best of it. By the way, everybody, I'm Rundar. I'm not Rundar. <laughs> I'm Anura. I'm Rundar. I'm Rundar. I was looking at your name as I was talking, and so I. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm confused. Who's Rundar? I'm Rundar. Are we all Rundar? <laughs> we are Rundar. Uh, Menorah, pleasure to meet you all. Uh, well, as everyone knows, my name is Runda. <laughs> and I just trust the air. 
<laughs> and I am Gorjun. Nice to meet you all. If it will help, small otter person, I'll hold your hand during the fight. It worked on the halfling girl. Do I look like a half child to you? I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I say, I say, it's all right. If you need somebody to hold your hand during the flying, I'm happy to hold your hand there, buddy. I say it to, to him. Oh. You can't point at your screen. We don't know who you're talking. <laughs> I'm not doing well at any of this today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm talking to Gorjun. Are they also feisty? What's that? What? What'd you say? I asked if all otters were that feisty. Do those guys? Me? No. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait. Because the answer is (laughs) yes. Oh, no. That's a one. I asked you. (laughs) (laughs) Directly. We guess. We love to play. Hmm. I see, I see. All right, so the four of you step out, and the water once again rushes over you. As the Archmage says, Oh, <laughs> I almost forgot. And he sort of ruffles through the pockets of his robe and pulls out a small stone that's engraved with a magical rune on it. It says, This will allow me to keep in contact with you in case you should need me. I'm sure we will remember we have it the entire adventure. (laughs) Yes, there's no way we are never going to use this. (laughs) All right. I'll take it. Okay. I say I heard they uh, released a new version of the Sending Stone a few weeks ago. Uh, (laughs) It's like half as big and goes twice as big. All right, I'm putting my shtick away. (sighs) (laughs) The Archmage uh, makes a gesture with his hand. You hear him muttering an arcane incantation, and suddenly all around, the four of you each feels like this small vortex of air beginning to whoosh up around your lower halves, and then you're suddenly lifted up off of your feet. And as you sort of look around, you see these vaguely humanoid shapes outlined by the falling rain, which are wrapped, you know, wrapped there partially corporeal forms around you and are guiding you up into the sky towards the floating tower in the distance. I hold my monk's robe down. <laughs> Thankfully, there's no one in the streets below you. Yeah. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe it up, in, up <laughs> into the tower. Why does everyone monk pants? <laughs> Not everyone likes pants. Yeah. He's story. a bear. I mean, you know, I'm a monk. I don't like leg prisons. I just assuming your character's Winnie the, Winnie the Poohing it with the shirt and Winnie Pooing it. You could have a bugbear kilt, you don't know. Yeah. As we're as we're being taken up to the tower, I pat the air elemental and say you're doing a very good job. Thank you. If it responds, it's not in any sort of language you understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So the floor of you flow up and up and up, and you see the city getting further and further below you. Uh, and as you uh, reach the doorway that you're being ushered towards, and it sort of swings open just as you reach 
the tower, and the four of you are deposited safely on the landing inside uh, the first floor of this uh, looming tower amidst the clouds. Uh, where's my thing? So, <clears throat> you find yourselves in a large circular lobby. It's currently unlit. Um, do any of you have dark vision? Uh, that's a great question. Oh. I don't know. Uh, no. uh, I do. I do. Gorjun has dark vision. Is that under senses? Yeah, I do not. Okay. So, Gorjun, you're the only one who can see anything inside of this chamber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and what you can see in shades of, of grayscale uh, is what appears to be an extravagantly decorated lobby. Directly ahead as you enter, you see a life-size portrait of the archwizard Avogato in his luxurious robes, set in a frame with inlaid golden filigree. Portrait hangs above a hearth that is currently unlit, or hearth, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, A small reception area for guests to the tower is set with velvet cushions and a delicate porcelain tea set. You can see the ceiling roughly 30 feet above you, but there's no staircase or other obvious means of reaching the floor above. The only exit you can see, aside from the one you entered through, is an inconspicuous door to the right, partially hidden behind a beaded curtain. Standing to the left of the entrance, you see an amazingly lifelike statue of a human man, dressed in, lo- dressed in a long duster with a saber at his hip. The four of you enter, the s- eyes of the statue illuminate the dull golden light and suddenly its stony form lurches forward and you hear the scraping sound of its movement echo through the darkened chamber somewhat unsettling for those of you who can't see anything (laughs) I say uh, anybody Uh, got a torch or sunstone I have a torch yeah I have a torch torch. actually I probably have a torch as well let me look yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I I uh I kind of give a slight bow to the statue. Javier, I presume. The statue comes to a stop in the middle of the room and faces you. Its mouth opens and you hear this sort of unearthly rasp come out of it. This <gasps> <gasps> <coughs> Pardon me. I had some dust in my throat. (laughs) I am Javier, the tower steward. Are you here to see my masters? Masters? Your masters. Well, we were sent by... Avogato. He uh, asked yes. us to receive his spare key. Yeah, you got it. The statue slides one of its stony hands beneath its stony coat. I say, what's this? Around. I say, is this thing a statue or something? I hear a lot of stone grinding. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know anyone else couldn't see. Yes, there's a a, a rock creature. Hey, Javier, you got a light? Oh, I'm sorry. Where are my manners? He clicks his stony fingers, and the hearth fire immediately 
uh, engulfs or in flames, and there are some torch sconces that light up as well. You can now all see this richly appointed interior of this uh, this lobby. Ooh. Uh, wow, turning on all the lights with the snap of a finger. That's a fancy domicile here. I must be loaded. <laughs> and Javier says, I'm very sorry, but I'm afraid I don't have the master's spare bedchamber key. It has not been returned from his most recent sleepover guest. Uh, who was his most recent sleepover guest? I'm afraid that's private information. Um, what if the fate of the world balanced on that information? What if we used the stone to ask him? There you go. We oh, yeah. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we told ourselves we were going to forget about it, so we forgot about it. Oh, yeah. This thing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Avogado. Yes. Did you get the key? Uh, so, uh, Javier... Real nice guy, by the way. Good work, good help. That's always so hard to find. He seems like a good one. Um, He's he, uh, very dependable. He uh, also very protective of your secrets. He says the key is with your last companion. But he won't tell us who that companion is for privacy reasons. Understandable, of course. But surely you'll just tell us who it is and we can pick up the key and bring it back to you. Ah, that is an unforeseen and problematic Um, tell Javier you need access to the planarterium. To the what? The planarterium. The, the planarterium. You can all hear this, by the way. It's in speaker mode. Um, and uh, once there, I will give you further instructions. Javier, we need access to the planetarium. Planarterium. Planarterium. And I'm There's a... Is a lovely light show. <laughs> Javier reaches beneath his stony coat once more and extracts a metal key that has a uh, looks like an emerald gem affixed in the uh, in the head of it. And he says, "Of course." And he walks back over in his slow stony gait to the wall and. Uh, inserts the key into a small hidden slot in the wall, and as he turns it, a bright, vibrant portal of sparkling purple energy expands into place. Ooh, says, that's fancy. This portal will take you to the planarterium. I say, uh... I would simply oh, ask if you see Master Kasakir. You try not to disturb his work. He has been very busy lately. Who is that? Who is that? <laughs> master Planartologist Kasakir. He is the other master of this tower. Okay. So if, we walk, if I walk through this portal, am I going to die? Is it one of those things where I die and then get reassembled on the other side, or...? The statue I thinks like for a moment. <laughs> I am not sure. It's probably fine. 
Eh, if they do, it's good enough for me. Alright, I just walk... Say, <laughs> so, you all ready? You all ready for this? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we dance our way through. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna run to the restroom, but I can still hear you, so keep talking. Okay. <clears throat> one by one, the four of you step through the portal Javier has opened for you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you find yourselves in another circular chamber, this one largely cast in shadow. A pale beam of light strikes the center of the platform where you see a large glass orb. Its base is engraved with glowing arcane runes. Within the orb, you see a vast starscape with rippling nebulae and galaxies that slowly spin an unknowable distance away. Standing before this orb, you see a figure. Hovering about a foot off the ground, you see what appears to be a vaguely humanoid mass of shadow, wrapped in long strips of fag fabric that waft around its form like tendrils of ill intent. Mm. It passes a shriveled, talon-tipped hand over a control panel, and you watch as the illuminated runes at the base of the orb change. The image within the orb also changes, focusing on some distant corner of the astral sea. You see what we today would recognize as a supermassive black hole a sphere of devouring darkness at the center of a slowly collapsing galaxy. And the figure turns to face the four of you. You behold its horrific visage, a face that was once human or perhaps elven, now desiccated with rot black complexion of an unearthed corpse. Its mouth hangs open. And you now realize that the strips of fabric that wrap around this thing in coils are in fact one long strand that appears to be coming out of its mouth. Gross. Can I... (laughs) So, if you guys undead, can I roll an intelligence check to see what type of undead it might be? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Doctor's Bane? Okay. Ooh, that is... Oh, that's minus two. Uh, <laughs> uh, 14? Um, let's see. Is this a, a blood hunter ability? Okay. Yes, caught. 14? <laughs> uh, let me see. Is this a blood hunter ability you're using? Yeah, Hunter's Bane, um, you have advantage on survival checks to track or intelligent checks to recall information about fey fiends and undead. Okay. Uh, this is definitely an undead creature. Uh, but you're not sure exactly what kind. Mm-hmm. No kind you're familiar with. That's and as this creature hovers in the air looking towards the four of you. Uh, was, what was the name of the other master? Kasakir. Um, I was actually going to say. Kasekir? Okay, you, you got it. All right. That's what I asked him. I'm sorry. What did you say, Caitlin? Uh, I asked the thing if he's Kasakir. It turns its face and regards you for a moment. Kasakir does not exist. You. That's blatantly false. All of this 
is nothing but a dream. The only truth, the only reality. And as he reaches out a hand, the only reality is. And then he says something. And I need you all to make wisdom saving throws. Woo! Yeah. Dial it up he speaks what might be a word you don't know because none of you can comprehend it. What you do comprehend is this immense shockwave of psychic energy that hits all four of you. Well, that sucks. <clears throat> yeah, that's not fun. <laughs> so, um, start with um, adorable otter dude whose name I just forgot. Rundar. 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 Rundar, what'd you get? A 14. 14? Okay. You succeed. Nice. Uh, Anura? I got a big old two. <laughs> That's a failure. Uh, I figured. Uh, <laughs> Gorjun? I got an 11. That's a failure. And it's still eight. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so Rundar, you succeed. Rundar, enjoy living. (laughs) (laughs) Rundar, you take six points of psychic damage. Well, fuck. Uh, the other three of you take 12 points of psychic damage. Jesus. And you are momentarily stunned by the force of whatever, uh, this thing, uh, whatever it is, is this thing, uh, was trying to communicate to you. Your vision goes dark. As you feel your brain sort of reeling from the impact of it. And in that darkness, you see a burning sun casting out these glowing rays of light into the endless expanse. Then those rays twist inward. The sun inverts and seems to devour itself, becoming a gaping maw of glowing blackness. You are pulled into it, helpless before its unfathomable size and power. Rundar, you watch as the other three kind of grasp their heads and reel for a moment. Uh, Can I do a thing? Yeah. I want to grab that sending stone out of Anura's hands and uh, ask, so is there supposed to be a giant undead guy that blasts us with psychic, really painful energy here? You hear back, ah, um, I was hoping you might avoid him. We literally went into the room where he was. There was no avoiding. This is where... What? Can I kill it? Uh, As you're asking that, this shadowed figure, its form seems to fold in on itself and collapse to a single point of darkness that then vanishes. Uh, Theoretically, yes. You should be able to kill it. But now it's gone. Well, then good for you. Where did it go? Uh, Probably somewhere else in the tower. Yay. <laughs> the other three of you recover from being stunned and come back to yourselves in the present moment. What's the... Was that is that thing causing the problem? That was the original cause of the problem, yes. The problem is now sort of self-sustaining. I knew we should have asked for more details. As you were well, lamenting... Or sorry, go ahead, Sean. I was going to say, well, we're in the plain Artarium, so maybe we should 
ask what yeah. we should What do we need here? Um, you see this uh, this orb in the center, and there seems to be movement in it. <clears throat> Is it shiny? I touch it. Okay, you I walk was- up and touch the orb. Yep. Half a step behind you. <laughs> you walk up and touch the orb, and you feel the surface ripple slightly, like it's not entirely solid. I poke it. <laughs> Your finger goes through. Ooh. And comes back out. And you watch the surface kind of ripple, like ripples across water. And then something pokes out of the sphere. Ah! It's a hand. Oh. And the second sphere and pulling itself out. <laughs> pulling itself out. You see a ghastly creature that seems to be made of living shadow. Uh pulls itself out of the orb and you, you see these large jaws sort of open this frosty chilled breast nope, echoes nope. out as it nope, screeches nope. attack nope nope big fuck nope nope I would like you all to roll initiative <laughs> big fuck nope nope is not here for this right now as first one and then a second one of these creatures no. climbs out of the sphere Oh. And let's see. I feel like Lee was up here. Rundar was right behind. Oh. I like your Michelle Wolf tank top, Amanda. Thank you. I'm sad her show got canceled. Sorry, I'm reading through my actions to see what I can do. Yeah. Okay. What did you guys get for initiative rolls? Nine. Nine? Nine! I also got a nine. Nine? I got a 23. <laughs> God damn. I have a lot of decks. <laughs> And what about uh, Esteli? 16. 16 she got. Okay. Okay, so I don't get multiple actions, but I do have two weapon fighting. Is what I'm reading here. Okay. I have two weapon fighting too. Nice. All right, so Gorjun, you are the first to act. Okay. So I will go and move. It's fine. Hey, Chris, are you hungry? Yeah. You want pizza? Sure. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And I think I think I'm reading my guy correctly. So I've got long limb. So 
So it says, when I make a melee attack on my turn, my reach for it is five feet greater than normal. So I can melee attack that guy on the left, right, from where I am? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, are we up on roll 20 now? Mm-hmm. Yes. Nice. Okay. So I will do a... And if I do a, if I do a attack, I can do two discrete attacks. So I can do a whip attack, and then I can do an unarmed attack with my key abilities. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and these things are not surprised, right? They are not. Okay. Not even, not even that. I, how fast a bugbear moved? <laughs> <laughs> they look impressed, but not surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so I will attack that guy with my whip. My mm. whip mm. of warning. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a, a 16. A 16 will hit. All right. And it does... Eight points of damage. Okay. And um, then, oh, sorry. Just need to check one thing real quick. Okay. Water. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was with your whip. Yes. Okay. Eight points okay. of damage. Yep. Um, and then I will use my key point. A use a key point to do. Um, no, I won't. I will. What was that thing? Sorry, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, I think. Can I? So I can use a key point and do flurry of blows, and then that, and then I attack twice. As so you've attack. made one whip attack. You have another attack as part of your action. Okay. And then I can do. And then, as a bonus action, you can make one attack or spend a key point to make two. Okay. Okay. So I will do another whip attack, I guess. Uh, twenty. So that hits. That will hit. Um. For another eight points of damage. Okay. And then I will use my key point to do flurry of blows, I guess. Okay. You notice with each strike of your whip, it's like shards of scale, it sort of shatters away as if it had some sort of protection that's been broken. Oh, nice. Um, and then I will punchy punchy. Okay. So. That is a 16. That will hit. Uh, for seven points of damage. Okay. And a 14. And that will miss. Okay. And then I missed. All right. So you crack your whip at this thing twice um, and then swing out with one long ar- uh, long-armed punch, which connects with its semi-corporeal form. The other one, you just swing wide and it does not hit unfortunately okay. um, let me just double check something yes that's correct okay uh, so now it is Esther Lee's turn sweet um, 
all of your stuff did damage to them, right? Yes. Okay. All my stuff did, did damage them. I am going to... Are those the little guys? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one did you attack? The one on the left. Okay, I'll attack the one on the right. Okay. Uh, my first... You want to move? Yeah, I'll move over so I can get to it. There? Oh, yes. yeah. I'm going to slash at it. Oh, no, natural one. No. <laughs> and then I'm going to use my second attack to slash at it again with my second plus one. Natural 20! Ah, nice. Thanks. <laughs> the dice kick it. The dice kick it for you. All right. So that is... Oh, no. Uh, six. Okay. Uh, so you slash it the first time and completely miss. Um, it chuckles uh, somewhat cruelly at you, not expecting as you bring up the other sickle and slash through its... Uh, Spiritual being. Um, oh, wait, and it's actually 10 because uh, I'm a two up in fighting, so the second attack gets plus my modifier. Okay. Yeah. The second attack, as you hit and slash through uh, it, its uh, being, there's a burst of uh, ice crystals that fly off of it. You take 10 points of cold damage. Also, I forgot to double my thing, too. <laughs> Uh, so I just doubled the dice, right? Double the dice for damage, yes. All right, so let's see. Love, uh, wait, yeah, eleven. So eleven instead of ten. Yeah, instead of ten. Okay. So yeah, and did you hear me say you take ten points of cold damage? I did not. Yes, is this sort really of frozen armor that was partially protecting it bursts and uh, these shards pierce into you in, in retaliation for your attack. Mm. Okay. Is that going to be the end of your turn? Uh, I Yes. Okay. These two Spooky creatures. Uh, the one on the left is going to hold out this sort of clawed hand towards uh, Gorjun. And as it utters uh, an arcane invocation, you see these bolts of crackling eldritch energy shoot out two of them towards you. That's a 23 to hit. And a natural 20. <clears throat> Warlocks. Yeah. Is it... These are, these are magical weapons, or do they count as missile weapons? Uh, they are magical missiles. So no, it's not something you could catch. No. These are bolts of energy. So this is... Take a total of 21 points of damage. Holy shit. Are you dead? No, I'm down to four, though. Fuck. Did you buy potions? I did not. I didn't either. This creature kind of uh, smiles and cackles at the sight of your pain. Uh, The other one is going to 
moves slightly, still staying within uh, melee range of of uh, Stilly. And it is going to cast another spell. Alright, so it's within five feet of me, right? It is. Okay, go. Yeah. Uh, all three of, or four of you, actually, you're all within range, see its form certainly uh, sort of crackle with energy and grow huge and menacing yeah. as this uh, psychotic laughter echoes throughout the room. I need you all to make wisdom saves against fear. Natural 20. All right, you succeed. Uh, I got an 18. You succeed. I got a 17. Succeed. Succeed. Yeah. So this creature goes, I'll just shrug. Yawn. They're not affected. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to use my reaction as a mage slayer and do an attack. Nice. Hi. Go ahead and roll that. That is um, slot 17 plus 8. Yep, that'll hit. And then I roll to hit it. That is nine. Nine points of damage, okay. It recoils and hisses at you in response. Rundar, it is your turn. I am ready. Um, so, I would like to move. I say, I'll, I'll help the furry guy with the one on the right, if you want to get the one on the left. Uh, 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 everybody in its threat range. But you can't move fast, can you? Okay. Yeah. But so you so then I get sneak attack. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm I'm engaged with the other one too. It's just but you're not within five feet, so yeah. that doesn't count for me. But my threat range is um, with my whip. Matter. Is ten- it, it doesn't matter. You have to be within five feet of the creature for mine to work. It doesn't really? matter what yours is. Mm-hmm. Oh. I thought, right. I thought it had to be within my threat range. No, Chris, is that okay? If I go with the one on the right? Yeah, that's what I wanted. Oh, okay. Well, this I was looking right. at it from my character's right. <laughs> Sorry. I was... Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I realize now that is unnecessarily confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but that's not going to work for me. <laughs> okay. That's a bad idea. All right, so I'm going to use my short sword plus one. Sorry, I'm... Come on, there it goes. All right. Fuck it. That's not going to work. Okay. Attack. Short sword. Plus one. Oh, yeah. That's a um, 21 to hit. Modified 21. That's going to hit. So then I, I get very, one. Got a 21 on the die. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I would be too. Uh, and then it's 1d6. So eight, hit, eight points of damage on that. Oh, and then I get to add sneak attack. That's your sneak attack, uh-huh. Right, which is 3d6, right? That sounds right for fifth level. Yeah. Uh, there it is. Uh, 3d6, yep. So what was that? That was eight. Eight. These dice are so loud. Uh, eight plus 12, 20, 23 points of damage. 
Wow. Okay. You scuttle through the darkness and come up beside this creature, which was currently focusing its animosity on his Tilly, and just slash through it with your sword. <clears throat> your sword's magical, right? Plus it is. One, one, of cool. them, one of them is. I have another attack if this thing isn't dead yet. Okay. Uh, it is not, but that wounded it gravely. You see part of its shadowy mass sort of fly off and evaporate. Nice. All right, so then I will attack with my non-magical short sword. Oh. <laughs> I, I rolled it on this little burlap sack I have, and it rolled from a 14 to a 7. Motherfucker. Um, so 7 plus 6, that's a 13 to hit? Nope. No. It's aware of you now, and it just dodges out of the way. Bullshit. Okay, that's all I can do. Prince Anura. All right, I pull, uh, I grab my shield and put it up, strap it on. Uh, as I'm running up, I, w- I pull out my sword, a bright shining blade, uh, covered with hieroglyphics. Um, Egyptian emojis, you mean? <laughs> they're, actually, they're actually the uh, they're actually the ancient language of the frog. This has been in my the royal's family possession for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. Hieroglyphics. Um, <laughs> Hiro Ribbits, is that what you said? <laughs> That's very good. Um, if, well, if I was your DM, I'd give you inspiration for that, Amanda, but I'm not, so. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, really uh, and then I'm going to um, I'm going to just make a uh, regular old attack on it. Uh, two attacks, because I'm high level High-level fighter. Uh, first attack, AC-20. Uh, that will hit. So that's uh, 13 points. Okay. And I'm assuming your weapon actually is magical. It's yes. not just for flavor? Yes, okay. it is. All right. Long Takes 13 points to damage. All right. Uh, you're, a, you're, a, you're a two-foot eight frog with a long sword. Let's just it's let that... long sword is appropriately scaled. <laughs> uh, <laughs> second attack... Oh. Long for me. Uh, it's probably a dagger for you. Uh, AC 15. <laughs> uh, that hits, yes. Alright. Uh, that's for 10 points of damage. Alright. This thing looks very grievously wounded as you slash through it each time, cutting off uh, large portions of its shadowy mass. I say, uh... Now- I say, I'm gonna send you back to where you came from. You don't belong here turns its horrific visage towards you and just screeches. Is it a turn? Uh, yes, kills uh, it. Oh, as a bonus action. Do I have a bonus action? No. Uh, I do, actually. I'm going to go ahead and use my short rest. Uh, or my second wind, rather. Uh, just because... Second wind? Okay. Just because I'm, I'm down some hit points and I have a bonus action to spend, so... Okay. I get back 15 hit points. I'm back at full. Thanks. Gorjun, it is your turn. Okay, I will whip it. Whip it good. Oh, yeah, and I hit it a lot. <laughs> oh. uh, six points of damage. Okay. Um, and then I will think if I'm reading this right. I need to do a, uh, an unarmed attack. 
So I hit it for nine points of damage. Oof, okay. And then I'm going to spend a key point and do Flurry of Blows. Okay. I can find where my key points are. Attack. Did you check where you keep your pocket points? Enough out of you, frog. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, first there attack. are the prints here. Um. <laughs> yeah. um, first attack, 12, so that missed. 12 will miss. Ooh, and a natural 20. That will hit. So, one, seven, plus six, 13 points of damage, and my AC is increased by two uh, until my next round. Okay. Uh, you punch this thing into oblivion. Its form nice. into smoke and evaporates with a lingering sort of uh, echoing screech and grows ever distant. Much like this? Yes, thank you. <laughs> really good. That's one sound effect I can really do well. <laughs> Anything else for your turn, Gorjun? Would you like to move at all? Um, yeah, might as well. I will move and hide there. <laughs> Inter- inter- interpose that column between me and the bad thing. <laughs> all right. Uh, Esteli. Moves through you. All right. I am, as a bonus action, going to send one of my sickles up in flame. Invoking my crimson right. Ooh, okay. And then I'm going to attack with both skills. The non-fire one, I got lots. 16 plus 7. Okay, that will hit. And the fiery one, I got 15 plus 8. Those will both hit. Alright. Now you take some damage for invoking that, right? Yeah. And I, I wrote it down. Okay. Okay. Uh, three, eight. Eight for the first one. Okay. Fourteen for the second one. That is just enough as you carve through with your uh, fire, uh, fiery blade. What does it look like when you invoke this uh, this aspect of your blood hunter ability? Uh, I don't know. Does it say anything? I think like I don't know. Like my eyes go into flame, and then the flame comes into the the weapon. All right. So you feel this intense heat as you. Uh, the fire bursts from within you and coalesces around your weapon. You carve through this creature, which its form partially ignites with this uh, supernatural fire and burns away into nothing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you are left seemingly alone in this chamber. That was fun. Interesting. I pop a potion. <laughs> uh, Everybody okay? Oh, I'm near death. 
I'll give, I'll give you one of my potions. It's just a regular potion of healing. 2d4 plus 4. Or whatever it is. Okay. 2d4 plus 2. Yeah, I definitely should have bought some potions. What the fuck is wrong with me? Oh, pizza! That was really fast. I wonder if I should take this or if I should just... If we should just rest our in short this rest. room before... Yeah, let's do a short rest. I'm going to short rest it. Do a short rest? Does that make sense? Makes sense to me. Assuming, Matt, that are we, are we saying short rest is an hour? Is that going to be put a cramp on our... Generally it is. Um, the at? stone of far speech crackles to life uh, in uh, uh, Rundar's pocket. You hear a voice say, Are you still alive? Mostly. I... Take it from Rudolph's pocket, as I she's distracted by pizza. They uh, <laughs> say, "Yeah, well, some spookies came out of the, you know, semi-solid globe in the center of your room, but uh, we uh, we took care of them pretty good." Oh. Although I'm mostly dead. Uh, Ask him if he has any potions lying around here. <laughs> yeah, we didn't prepare. You caught us un- unawares. Uh, Gorjun's a bit beaten up uh, Though, hey, that potion help you there, buddy? He hasn't taken it yet I haven't taken it yet I do not have any potions lying around in the uh, planetarium But never never you worry um, Just follow my instructions carefully And uh, I will make sure that you are uh, able to, to uh, find the respite for your wounds For at least a moment Okay so, is one of you close to the uh, operational panel for the planetarium sphere? Please tell me I am. Yeah, you're right next the to the operational panel. It's right here. It's right here, Amanda. Am I close to it? You're next. You're immediately next to it. Okay. Well, uh-huh. we didn't have it up, so. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, yes, I am. Tell me what to do. Very good. Now follow my instructions carefully. Great. And he talks you through programming in what seems to be a sequence of various runes, which, as you complete it, the sphere shifts and change, and you notice the runes at the base of the sphere change as well, um, lighting to match the sequence of runes that you have just input. And the scene you see within the sphere shifts. Instead of this um, brutal starscape you were looking at a moment ago, it shifts, and now you're looking at a gorgeous white-sanded beach where tides oh, hey, are that. lapping against the uh, uh, against the beach, and you can see a small um, looks to be a small pavilion that's built uh, maybe thirty or so feet away. Hmm, very. Nice. I think it did what it was supposed to do. <laughs> that is wonderful to hear. Now, I will need uh, I will need you to pass through the planar sphere. And uh, do not worry, you will not be harmed. It acts basically sort of as a uh, portal. Uh, okay. Pass through the planar sphere, and you will need to find a woman named Seti. Seti? Seti. She is the, uh, if Javier is correct, the current holder of my spare bedchamber key. Sounds great. <laughs> so anyone else want to talk to this guy? I, I'm the one. I, I'm here talking. I'm the one holding it. So 
Oh, I thought he gave it to me while I was doing the runes. <laughs> it's still in speaker mode, so you can all hear him. <clears throat> is there is there a method for us to get back? Yeah, the portal should remain open. You can simply pass back through. Oh. I'm gonna just climb on in. Yeah, same here. All right, you sort of climb through this sphere. It's this odd sense of almost like walking through a wall of jello. Yeah. And you come through the other side, um, and you are standing on a beautiful, uh, a beautiful beach, with the um, waves gently lapping against the uh, against the shore, and you see what looks to be a small cabana about thirty feet away from you. I'm going to walk over to it. Do I see a oh, woman no. in there? Oh, Matt, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> uh, if you do not have music on, you might not get that joke. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I don't. <laughs> so, Rundar and uh, Gorjun, are you guys staying in the tower, or are you going through as well? I'll go no, through. Okay. All right, you all pass through. I'll wiggle as I go through the jello, and I'm very dissatisfied because it's not water-like at all. Oh. It's not. But you do see a beautiful ocean spread out before you. I go for the ocean. Jimmy right. Buffett's Margarita. Rundar darts off. Nice. <laughs> darts off and splashes into the ocean. Uh, Estelle, you are approaching the cabana, and you see that there is a bar set up. There are a number of patrons that are currently lounging and day drinking. Um, and what looks to be a very uh, muscular, uh, darkly tanned... Um, like a tiefling man is currently shirtless behind the bar. Well, hello. What can I get for you? Order a drink. And while he's making my drink, I'm going to address the whole thing and be like, who's fucked a cat wizard? It's an emergency. (laughs) Take inspiration. (laughs) 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 <laughs> the um okay uh the bartender who was doing this uh like tom cruise and cocktail style thing where he's flipping bottles around with his hands and his tail almost <laughs> drops one but catches it splashes a little tequila on the floor uh leans over and says um i take it you're looking for someone do you have a name by chance and he slides you this giant margarita uh, from from behind the bar, he can't even see where it's coming from. A voice just says, "Yeah, she's looking for Seti." Ah, hey there, buddy. Uh, Seti, uh, yeah, she's uh, over there in one of the the lounge chairs. Dark hair, spooky eyes. Can't miss her. Um, is there a little umbrella in my drink? He reaches under the bar and pulls out a little paper umbrella. <laughs> Say, wow, must uh, really pay to be a wizard. I went into the wrong wrong profession, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll take... Uh, Bartender's like... I'll take uh, uh, agave liquor, uh, some crushed ice, maybe, and a salted rim. Okay. Margarita. <laughs> Throw some lime in there starts, if you want. Starts making, his drink, starts making your drink. Uh... Do you walk over to Siti? Estelle, or do you wait for uh, him to get his drink? 
All right, Frame Dragas. <laughs> um, at this point, I think Rundar's had enough time. Um, she's walking back up from um, the sea, mm-hmm. and um, she has tucked under underneath one arm a bunch of mussels, and she was using a rock <laughs> to open them. <laughs> Ooh, good idea. Why don't we just turn this into a vacation episode? <laughs> no, but and just so you guys know, the rock she's using is uh, interesting. It looks maybe multi-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Very, very shiny. There's something about this rock. You wouldn't dare touch it, but uh, there's, there's, it's not a regular rock. Nice. Is it purple? Oh, God. Uh, for Rundar, no. I think that it's uh, like a dark teal. Like, you can't yeah. tell it's teal until it like hits the light a little bit. Okay. Mostly looks brown. I think Gorjun waited while everyone got their drinks, and then um, as they moved away to set, he kicked the kicked a little sand over a little patch of blood where he was standing, and then, <laughs> and then joins them. Did you take a healing potion? No, I, never, I didn't take it yet. Why? Just to see where we where we get to. So the two of you oh, said we'd, we'd be getting somewhere where we could heal in a minute. The two of you with drinks wander uh, over. Rundar, you're cracking your oysters. I mean, this you is like an alcoholic drink for me. These things are delicious. The glass mine comes in is as nearly as big as my head. <laughs> uh, Gorjun, you sort of totter after them. <laughs> uh, and you find, right where the uh, the bartender suggested a very beautiful looking woman. She is wearing a uh, bright, bright banana yellow bikini top and uh, a matching color wrap around her waist. She is spread out uh, lounging in one of the uh, one of the lounge chairs just basking in the sun. Um, currently has her eyes closed, her head tilted back. There's an empty uh, glass set beside her. She appears to just be enjoying the th- Enjoying the beautiful day. Say, I feel uh, like this is the first thing she hears. <laughs> Say, uh, hate, hate to ruin your uh, perfect day. Are you Satie? She, without turning her head or, or opening her eyes, she says, Who may I ask is asking? Oh, uh, well, thank you. My name is uh, Nura. Uh, th- these are these are my traveling companions. Uh Rundar, there with the beautiful rock. Gorjun, he's the guy back there uh, bleeding from multiple spots. Uh, and then uh, this here is Esteli, uh, knower of great restaurants and uh, scythe wielder. Uh, as you mentioned, Gorjun bleeding from several spots. She turns her head and opens her eyes, and you see these greenish yellow eyes with vertical slit pupils as she glances over at you, Gorjun, and says, oh, it's ghastly. And sort of waves her hand. Uh, and no, as no, she he's does, a bugbear, not a ghast. I understand the confusion with all the blood. <laughs> uh, Gorjun, you heal for 20 points. Nice. There's a surge of um, you're not really what kind of Sure, what kind of magic? But some kind of magic surges through you and heals your wounds. Is she a kind of magic? 
Amen. She is not. She looks human, except for these weirdly serpentine eyes. Oh, she um. Is she a, the Yonkun Ki or whatever? Yuan Ti. Yuan Ti Pure Blood? Mm hmm. Is that what she is? You think? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, and then she once again closes her eyes and looks back up towards the sky and says, Oh, uh, we didn't come for you to heal our friend here. We uh, actually just oh, have one small. Uh, um, I, I, just saying. That'd be terrible. <laughs> How badly injured are you, Estelle? Um, lots. <laughs> About halfway down. Okay. She turns to to glance at you, the the three of you, or four of you again, and says, "You're staining the sand. I like it a nice pure white, but." Now you're starting to bother me, and oh. that can be very dangerous. So maybe you just tell me what it is you want. I was trying to get to that. Just a trifle. We just need uh we just need Avogado's spare you know bedroom key, then then we'll be on our way. You see a curl, uh smirk curl at the side of her mouth. Make a persuasion check for me, uh Anura. Anura. Uh that is a seventeen. Okay. She sort of thinks for a moment and says, hmm. Well, I was. Guess I shouldn't have expected him to come and pick it up himself. <laughs> he's, uh. He's, uh. I'd call him a two timer, but that's. Too many. Person who gets himself into a lot of trouble. No, that he does. She reaches into a little uh, pouch that she has near her chair and uh, produces what looks to be a key, very similar to the one Javier had, but this one, instead of a, an emerald gem, has more of a, like a, a brilliant purple amethyst attached to it. And she says, there, take it back to him and tell him that, um, tell him not to bother calling. <laughs> Sorry, uh... Rundar can't wait to stick her nose in this. <laughs> say, well, this, um... This has been an awkward experience. We'll, uh... We'll leave you to it. Thanks. And bye. Backpedal away. She goes back to sunbathing. <clears throat> um, hey, hey, hey. Are, are you guys gonna finish your drinks? This, this counts as a short rest, by the way. Oh, cool. Oh. Uh, I, uh... I hand you one a three quarters glass full of margarita and say I've had my fill. Um, I I put it on my the palm of my hand and hold it up straight above me for the giant. Take, hey, take hey, out. Are you paying attention? <laughs> Sorry, no, I was doing. I was healing myself. What? I give you. I give you the rest of Anura's drink. Ah. And I say, take your time, and I. Take off sprinting back towards the ocean again for more muscles. I, I, re- I reach down and... <laughs> uh, Excuse me. It's very nice now that I'm not dying to death. Um, What is my hit die? How do I find that? D8. It's a D8. It's a D8 for me? Okay. Yep, and you have five of them. 
I will. Oh, fuck, of course. No, I'm saying. Okay, that puts me right back up. I rolled exactly what I needed to get myself back to high, or back to max HP. Nice. I got one loss in my current max HP. Um, and I say, uh, oh, and uh, Gorgian, you can you can keep that potion in just in case you need it. Thank you. I if if I had known we were going to be doing something, I would have bought some in the market earlier. Right. If I had you. <laughs> if I hadn't been busy buying very nice things, I should have. <clears throat> uh, well, hey, uh, you don't have any healing potions, Rundar? All right, I'll give, give you one as well. Rundar definitely has her mouth full of muscles right now. <laughs> they are fresh and delicious. More salty than I'm used to. But very good. So, uh, just oh. it's, it's just a standard potion of healing, the 2d4 plus 2. Okay. okay. I'm up to 53 HP, Matt. I don't know <laughs> okay. if you're tracking. Amanda, you, 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 have, you have a potion of healing, right, Amanda? Yeah. Good. I don't have, I'm out, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, really? It's fine. I'm a fighter. Yeah. I have second one. Yeah. Oh, What's okay. Oh, I'll give you a potion. I bought, like, four. Okay, <laughs> uh, if you die, I'll pull it down your throat. Adora, Adora, <laughs> doesn't, Adora doesn't mention that he's out of potions. He has it out of character. He so says, you well... Find yourself... What's it? Go ahead. I was going to say, you find yourselves in possession of this key, standing upon this beautiful, idyllic beach... Maybe second guessing on whether you should go back or not. It's much uh, more peaceful here. Gotta go back. Yeah. Uh, Save the city. Yep. Do what we're told. <laughs> and you've been offered a nice reward for. Yes, that's true. Well, do we want to ask Avocado? No, we just go back to the portal, right? There's a portal. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As you guys look back to where you came, there's sort of this shimmering, translucent orb that's sitting on the sand. So as, as we're walking over, mm-hmm. I look at you guys. I'm like, so do you think this is uh, somewhere in Metalos, or do you think this is some weird pocket dimension? I don't, that, all that stuff makes my head hurt. This is definitely a pocket dimension. Okay. <laughs> right? Oh. See so what about yeah. you, Gorjun? You, uh, you a uh, planar, planar scholar? No, no. Can I perception check to see what I feel like it is? <laughs> you an arcana check. Oh, great. Sixteen. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. you, you don't think this is? You think this is the the prime material? You think this is somewhere in the real world? <laughs> yeah, I think this is real. Well, after have, have to ask Avogadro where it is and retire here someday. That'd be nice. Yeah. Frog like me on the ocean. Of course, the irony is I can only breathe fresh water. You know. <laughs> Frogs breathe water. I love how Chris looked down in a way when he said that. <laughs> Chris, you have inspiration. Oh, my, my secret shame. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, in the background. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a two rocks getting slung together. All right, so we head back into the uh, planet planetarium, which also a plus pun there, Matt. I appreciated that. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. All right, you pass back into the uh, the planetarium, and as soon as who's holding the the stone of far speech? Me. Yeah. Nora, as soon as you step back through, it crackles to life, and you hear uh, the archmage on the other end going, "Well, uh, I don't believe they're dead. At least not if they followed my instructions. But it's always possible something went wrong." Oh no, we're not dead. We're just very relaxed. We took a a little trip to. Uh, the beach. Ah, yes. You are outside the range of the stone of far speech. This is why I could not text you. But you found the key. Got the key. Yeah. Uh, also, I have some very bad news. Uh, doesn't sound like there's going to be a second date with Satie. Sorry, didn't mean to bring it up, but... No, definitely just bring flowers. She'll totally take you back. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm not well-versed in love with mammals, so maybe we'll just do what Rundar said. <laughs> From one mammal to another, show up with gifts, two thumbs up. <laughs> it is a, it is no problem. Cynthia and I, we had a beautiful night together, and, uh, you know, I'm happy with just that. So, uh, you found my Why bedchamber key. key. So she could get in for the night of hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Why didn't you just let her in if she's a stranger? I don't know where she had a key. Never mind. It doesn't matter. <laughs> just it's cool. Just saying, I've never just given somebody a key. It's cool. It's cool. We'll move on. It's fine. <laughs> but you have the key, yes. Yes, Did we yes, bring it back? Amethyst color, okay, right? That's yeah. the one we wanted. It's not going to lead us to like. Yes, yes, very good. Uh, now, if you just uh, go to uh, the portal uh, where you uh, entered this uh, the planetarium, you should find a, a small indentation on the wall. In simply insert the key and turn it, and you will uh, be granted entry to my bedchamber. Yeah. Hey, uh, Avogadro, we're not going to find anything weird in there, are we? You know, everyone has their own tastes, and the definition of weird varies wildly from person to person. No, this isn't this isn't a kink shaming thing, but uh, I mean, we just we we had like a we got we got attacked by a spooky lich looking thing just like five minutes ago. So you know, there should not be any liches in my bedchamber. Doesn't sound possible. I mark off a very long list. I put I put the key in the hole. Turn it. All right, another shimmering amethyst portal opens up in front of you. (laughs) Uh, Well, let's do it. Yeah. I'm still eating my muscles. Let's go. You still got... Are you just shucking the the, the shells behind you as you go? There's a trail behind me. There's a trail of (laughs) shells, yeah. All right, you step through this shimmering portal... And you find yourselves in a lavishly appointed bedchamber. A four-post canopy bed is draped with fine silk. You see a dressing screen in one corner, hanging over which is a purple velvet smoking jacket. A fire crackles in the hearth. And you see a portrait of the archwizard posed provocatively on a dire bear rug. Weird. On the opposite side of the room... Yeah. (laughs) The noise of the muscle, the rock against the muscle stops. Yeah. <laughs> Rundar takes in the room. I cast Blacklight. 
No. Uh, oh, don't do that. <laughs> a fire crackles in the hearth, in front of which there are some scattered cushions and a hookah. Hookah? Hookah. Hookah. Uh, on the opposite side of the room, you see a pole that runs from floor to ceiling, wrapped in thickly braided rope. You also see a ball of neatly wrapped yarn that's about two feet in diameter. <laughs> the entire chamber... <laughs> I vote to give the DM inspiration. <laughs> it's the little details. Yeah. The entire chamber, you notice, is remarkably warm. Well, okay. What would you like to do? What are we here for? <laughs> I forgot to. As a cold-blooded creature, Why I approve of this here? temperature. You hear the, the, uh, the archwizard's voice through the stone. It says, Arius, if you reach my bedchamber, you will need to um, retrieve the elemental orb, which I keep under the bed. Uh, I search the room. Make an investigation check. I don't know that you're going to find much. Uh, I I lay flat on my belly and wiggle underneath the bed. I got a natural twenty. <laughs> I did not get a natural twenty. Okay. Uh, room two for whatever. Just funziest. Ooh, natural one. <laughs> Investigate. How many times okay. have you done that tonight? Seventeen. Three. Your third. Uh, Gorjun. I'm like two natural twenties though. Uh, you investigate and you find that there is a uh, in one corner of the room a false plant pot. That when you lift it up, you find a stash of precious jewels and jewelry. Oh. Hmm. <clears throat> Nothing else in there, though. That's it. Okay, I will carefully replace the the pot. Okay. How's uh, it feel not being a thief? <laughs> as Tilly, you find uh, in one of the uh, like bed posts, there's a false panel, mm-hmm. and you open it up, and then immediately wish you hadn't and close it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't 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 look at the bedpost. Um, I know we don't know each other that well, but as a friend, potentially someday. I'm, I'm just standing. Kidding. I'm just standing there uh, sharpening my sword. I'm like, you said to look under the bed. I, Brundar's <coughs> doing that. I don't know what you two are up to. Brundar, <laughs> you wiggle under the bed, and there's really only one thing under here. It's a, um. Uh, six-sided like container uh, forged from some manner of metal with a glass tube in the center. And in the center of this tube, you see a sphere of burning, crackling, raw fire. Um, can I roll perception about whether or not it's going to bite me if I touch it? Sure. <clears throat> nope, nope. Um, eight. Yeah, you no. Have no idea. Well, in that case, I pick it up and try to bring it out from underneath the bed. Okay, you grab it and pull it out. It's very warm to the touch. Not enough to burn you, but very warm. Um, and as you pull it out, you can see that the sort of caps of this container are inscribed with various uh, arcane runes all the way around. Mm-hmm. And they seem to be keeping this ball of elemental fire contained. Okay. The Arch Wizard says, Yes, it makes a remarkably good space eater, but we are going to need it for another purpose. 
<laughs> All right. Oh, man. <laughs> so, now comes the tricky part. The storm that is currently raging outside is the result of the detonation of what I guess could be described in layman's terms as a magic bomb. Uh, which has opened an unstable nexus to the elemental plane of water. In order to close this nexus, you will have to detonate a bomb of the opposing element. Fire. There you are, asshole. Hi. Uh, Hi, Gypsy. I love you. You're a jerk. Um, The cat cat mantra. (laughs) I love you. You're a jerk. Every day. Uh, so to cut out, like, you will have to detonate a bomb of the opposing element. In this case, fire. So, what you will need to do is travel to the reliquary at the very top of the tower. This is where the original uh, explosion occurred, and it is where the nexus should be located. Once you detonate this uh, fire orb in the same location, it should close the nexus and dispel the storm. Uh, if we blow that up, isn't that bad? No, yeah. no, no. The, the opposing elemental energies will cancel one another out. Even though we're right next to it? Even though we're well, right you, you would want to run away. There should okay. be uh, about 30 seconds before it explodes once you take it out of the canister. That's cool. I run fast. I'm very good at jumping. I look down at my little legs. I don't like air. I'll pick you up. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, how do we get to the top of the tower? Uh, You will need to uh, return to Javier, and he can let you into the reliquary. Cool. Okay. Javier. How do we do that? <laughs> I say, is there going to be any sort of uh, weird, shadowy, spooky creatures between here and the reliquary, or we think in straight shot? I mean, it's entirely possible. I cannot discount the possibility. Eh, good enough for me. Let's go. As you walk out, as you walk out, I'm mother too, and I'm like, you know, if somebody's got lots of keys. He sure gets a lot of weird shit just running around willy nilly. Mm-hmm. Sure. Hey, uh, I, I, I'll say, uh, Esley, my days of being me. Uh, wizards, they up to weird shit, like, all the time. Wizards what all the time? They're up to weird shit, like, all the time. Up to weird shit. Okay. Sure. I can hear you. Okay. Uh, so, now possessing... Uh, this uh, elemental orb, you return to the lobby, and uh, Javier is there. Ah, welcome back. You need a key to the reliquarium? Ah, yes, the master's reliquary. It is quite the collection. He produces another key, this one tipped with what looks to be a rough-cut diamond slides it into the slot and turns. <laughs> Portal opens. Mm. Do be res- 
the Costa Kasakir. I do believe Master Kasakir is taking in the reliquary himself at the moment. Oh boy. Have we found out from uh, Avogadro what who Kasakir is? Haven't asked him. Yeah. Hey, Avogadro, quick question for you. Yes, of course. Like, what's Master Kasakir's deal? Like, just give us, like, the, uh, the abbreviated version of it. Yeah, why is your friend dead? Uh, that was a very fortunate, unfortunate uh, series of events, which I am in no way culpable for. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yes, it is quite unfortunate. We are specialists in planar exploration and research. Sometimes accidents do happen, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, he has become some manner of undead monstrosity, which, if you were to remove him from power, I would be most appreciative. Ah, so we can attack the, 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 the gross black undead thingy. I said not in front yes. of Javier. He might, he might attack us. We would never oh. hurt Master Kazakir, Javier. Thumbs up. Yeah, he seems neat. And I just trying to shrug. <laughs> I shrugged and start on my last muscle. Uh, oh, if you'll excuse me, uh, I believe the masses of people down here in the city are saying something. What's that? Oh, yes. They say glob, glob. Uh, move on, if you would, please. <laughs> glob, glob. Well played, Avocado. We're on our way. I don't get it. Through <laughs> <laughs> the portal we go. You pass through the portal, and you find yourselves at the very top of this uh, wizard's tower. You find yourself in a two-story chamber with a uh, uh, sort of a, a walkway that goes around the edge of the second floor with large windows opening to the outside. You can see the flashing of the lightning uh, of this violent storm outside, though it's curiously muted, as if there's some manner of magical warding that prevents the sound from entering. You just see the flashes of light through the clouds. Uh, and then on the lower level, in the center of the room, you see a swirling vortex of bright blue energy that seems to be um, just sort of spinning in place. almost looks like a, a funnel of water that is coming from nowhere and you know, spinning in the center of the room. You also see uh, a varied and interesting collection of artifacts some familiar, some very unfamiliar, and uh, of curious origin. You also see, standing in the center of the room, uh, to either side of this swirling elemental vortex, two figures. One, the wrapped shadow creature you saw before. The other appears more skeletal, draped in ragged robes and holding a staff in his hand. And as you step through the portal, you see them both look up at the four of you. I wave. Hey. <laughs> the skeletal creature 
sort of uh, regards you for a moment and says, Intruders. Actually, we were invited here and given a key. Uh, so not really intruding. It is no matter. You will die easily enough. Wrong. And, and I cock my shop, shop, short bow, short bow. You cock your short bow. Go ahead and roll for initiative. <laughs> Cocked it. <laughs> no. what, oh, it's not a crossbow. <laughs> I, like, you, like, I load my short bow. There we go. Knock. I, I, okay, so you meant knock. Knock. That's what it is. I, I just like to pull it out a short bow and just be like. Chuk, chuk. <laughs> <laughs> and then I rolled the shittiest initiative. So that's my comeuppance for not knowing what I was talking about. <laughs> I rolled incredibly well. Again. This looks like a fun little fight. We got some portals. We got some runes. <clears throat> oh, Matt, the circular tokens. Did you make those yourself, or is there like some sort of token generator that you put those in? Uh, it's a website. I can give you the link for it. Please do. It'll save me from making them myself. <laughs> oh, I turn off the music. There it is. Nope. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, do I? I don't want to listen to this guy. <laughs> you, 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 don't be, you, you don't want to be. You listen to the uh, dulcet tones of James Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't supposed to start when I loaded the map. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a one-time joke. Gonna <laughs> shoot again. Sorry. It's interesting to watch yourself with a two-second delay. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, Stilly, what did you get on your initiative? Fourteen. Rundar? Seven. Anura? Nineteen. And Gorjun? Twenty-four. <clears throat> Good God, man. Yeah, I know. Roll the nineteen. Ooh. You have a plus five dexterity. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I should have rolled. <laughs> it's very monk. Yeah. All right, Gorjun, you are the first to act. Okay. I am going to. Are we so just to be just to be clear, you guys are on the raised second level. Okay. There's a ten foot drop to the level where they are standing, or there are stairs on either side. And how far up is the ceiling? Uh, the ceiling above you is another twenty feet. Um, I'm going to use um, Kensei's shot as a bonus action. Okay. Um, that means uh, on my turn, I make ranged attacks with a Kensei weapon, deal an extra 1d4 damage until the end of the current turn. So, okay. And then I will use my two attacks um, to attack the Ribbon Monster. What's the range in your whip? Oh, this is uh, with uh, my bow, longbow plus one. Oh, okay. 
So, um, fuck. I got like a twenty-seven and a and a one. <laughs> okay, the twenty-seven. You're shooting the smoky one or the bony one? Uh, the smoky one. Okay, twenty-seven will hit. <laughs> and that is. Also, I'm not sure where you got Estelle's picture, Matt, but it reminds me of Anne Lukeman. Mm. Uh, Amanda picked it up. We just Google searched. Um, I did 15 points of damage. Uh, is your bow magical? It's a longbow plus one, yes. Plus one, okay. Uh, so you fire off an arrow, it passes through its smoky form, uh, but the creature lets out a hiss seemingly wounded by the attack. Okay. <clears throat> I will. And then I can move? Uh, yes, you can. Move down there. And then I'm just there. <laughs> All right, you were there. Just there hanging out. With All right. Within threat range of the dude in case he moves. Uh, the smoky thing turns towards you, the four of you, and says, You do not understand what is coming. Nope. You have not seen the truth. But soon, soon you will see. And again, it says something. I need you all to make a wisdom saving throw as this word... Oh, blasts your mind with psychic hey. energy. God. I got a 19. Um, oh, God not make that one. Yeah, and succeeds with a 19. 20. Nice. 20 succeeds. Gorjun? 6. Fail. Awesome. Uh, okay. So, uh, Anura and Estili, you succeed. You take 6 points of psychic damage. Uh, Gorjun and Rundar, you both fail. You take 12 points of psychic damage and are stunned for one round. Oh, that's not good. Sucks. <clears throat> so, uh, as the both of you are hit by this intense psychic energy, you black out momentarily. And you find yourselves falling, tumbling into this massive maw amidst the stars. And as you pass through it, what was one maw becomes many. Countless gnashing, hungry mouths. You can't see them, for all light is banished in this place. But you can hear and feel them everywhere. Uh, (laughs) Anura, it is your turn. All right, I'm going to leap. there. Okay. I literally spring into action. Hey. Um. Alright. I'm going to do two attacks on the smoky one. Sean, I can give you negative inspiration. (laughs) Alright, so attack one on the smoky one. Uh, mm-hmm. Miss, continue. Attack two in the smoky one. 
AC 12. I'm guessing that misses. Nope. Uh, I'm going to do, use my action surge. Okay. Uh, do two more attacks. Uh, first one on the smoky one. AC 25. That will hit. Yum, 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 yum. And I'm going to expend a <laughs> superiority die. Okay. Uh, to uh, do a goading attack. So it must make... Uh, until my next turn. Oh, well, actually, it makes a wisdom saving throw. Sorry. Wisdom uh, saving throw. Gets a 24. It succeeds. Ah. Um, um, all right, so nothing happens with that. But it does take uh, 12 points of damage. 12 uh, points of damage. It's okay. magic damage. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the second attack, I'm going to go throw it on old bony there. and uh, Sure. Miss. Which roll? I rolled an eleven. Total. That will miss, unfortunately. So yeah, uh, yeah. You you whip out in a froggy flurry with all of these various strikes. One of them manages to connect. Uh, the others are deftly dodged, and it is now Bony McBonerson's turn. And uh, I just say, uh, "Come at me, you undead son of bitches!" Well, he's going to do exactly that. <laughs> yes, sir. Is... Ooh. Um... Sorry, just a moment. Uh, as this bony creature raises a hand like this, a uh, black void appears, this sphere of pure darkness. Let me see if I can draw this. It's... Alt for a circle. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh no. That's oh. a big. And oh, come on, roll twenty. It is going to envelop the three of you. Hmm. Uh, it is a, a void filled with whispers and slurping. Yeah. That can be heard up to 30 feet away. Okay. Uh, creatures within it are blinded. The yeah, void yeah. area is difficult to rain. Any creature that starts its turn there takes some damage. And if it ends there, there's also some damage. We all know this spell. It's the hunger of Hadar, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give a big round of applause for the hunger of Hadar <laughs> coming back after a long absence. And this one is going to back away slightly. Uh, does that provoke an attack of opportunity for me? You are currently blind, so you cannot see it. Okay. I wasn't sure uh, how that worked. So. 
Because you cannot detect that it's moving away from you, you cannot attack ah, it. You can make it every way how stuck you see. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man, I really love uh, D- D&D Beyond's just click and get the rules function. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, Stilly, you are... I am... You are not stunned. <laughs> so, so make a... You start your turn there, you automatically take... I do. Nine points of cold damage. Nine points of cold damage. That's great. Cool. And moving through this sphere is difficult terrain. Great. Um, I am going to unsheathe both of my sickles in my hands and like clone out to my side. One of them still on fire because that goes eight hours. And I just let out a like feral roar and my skin just rips apart. And I am now a giant wear jaguar. Nice. Upstairs. <laughs> 20. Using your full movement, you could get just outside of the circle. Sweet. Uh, was that an action or bonus action to do that, Trent? Okay. Do you have any bonus actions you want to use? Um, no, because these guys don't have blood, right? Oh, they do not appear to. Okay. Then no. Can you dash? Okay. My action was oh, yeah, to yeah. turn into a werejackwar. Right. Rundar, you start your turn in the sphere. You take five points of cold damage. Five points of cold damage, and then I was stunned. Is that all I get to do? Just take uh, some damage? You are yeah, currently stunned, which means... I believe that means you automatically fail your deck save? Okay. I don't know. Uh, stunned. Uh, automatically fail strength and deck saving throws, yeah. Okay, so you also take... Seven points of acid damage. Ouch. Okay. And I can't do anything, right? That's it? Nope. Okay. Uh, Gorjun, you are also stunned, but you are outside of the sphere, so you do not take any damage. Okay. okay. And we're back to the smoky dude's turn. Yay. Am I no longer stunned at the end of my turn? You are no longer stunned. And Rundar, you are no longer stunned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, smoky dude is going to float over here. And extend a twisted claw as it rakes towards you, uh, Gorjun. Okay. Let's see. Yep. There's a, oh, it rolls an eight to hit, so I think it misses. It does. As in a snap, you come back to your senses. You see this thing's claw coming at you, and you just deftly dodge out of the way. Uh... It is then going to move back away from you. You can take an opportunity attack if you want. I would like to do that. Uh, and can you do like key stuff with an opportunity attack? Uh, depends on the, the the wording of it. What is it you're trying to do? Um. Well, let me see. <laughs> If so, it's stunning strike. When you hit with a melee weapon attack, you can spend one key point to make the target okay. stunned. 
Yeah, because it does not specifically say on your turn, then yes, you can try to do a stunning strike with your with your opportunity attack. Okay, so I will try to attack with my whip. My whip. You whip your whip back and forth. You whip your whip back and forth. And I hit it for a whole shit ton. Okay. Um, and then it is... 10 points of damage, and it needs to make a con saving throw DC 13. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to fail that. <laughs> Rolled a four. Um, yeah, it fails. All right. Does, that, does it move back to where it was, was attacked? Yep. It tries to move away. You punch it, and it is... Uh, oh, actually, hang. Let me check. It's condition immunities... It is not immune to stun. So, yes, it is stunned. Yay! Uh, and that's the end of its turn. So we're to Anura. Uh, Anura, make a... Or no, no saving throw. You just start with four points of cold damage. All right. And what would you like to do? Uh... Just see. Okay. Oh, cool. Um, I am going to move out here to Old Smoky, uh, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna make uh, some attacks here. First attack. Ooh. Uh, twenty-five. That'll hit. That's gonna hit. Uh, and then I'm gonna spend a superior superiority die. Boy, I have fun saying that word. To do a, to make this a maneuvering attack. And Rundar, okay. uh, you can move up to half your speed. Okay. So that's 5, 10, 15, so I can get to here. Uh, well, it's difficult terrain. So, so movement costs double. So I can get to here. Right? Because now my 30? speed that halved is... Seven, so I can move one. Yep. Okay. I tried. No, you tried. <laughs> well, hey, that'll actually—that's good though, because that'll actually—that'll get you out of it on your turn. So. Yeah. Well, and as a reaction, I can actually move half my speed if somebody gets near me. But no, ain't nobody near me. Nobody All right. wants me. To All right. So, uh, but you do have your bow out, and you—that'll that'll at least get out of it. Uh, and so I deal eleven plus three, fourteen points of magical damage. Okay. Uh, and then I'm this thing to, is starting to look hurt. I'm going to attack him again. Uh, 18? Oh, I'm sorry. 19? Yep, that'll hit. All right. Uh, four. Do I want to make this any sort of... Uh, I'm actually going to make this another maneuvering attack to let Rundar move another square. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, that is 13, 16 points of magical damage. Alright, this thing is looking pretty beat up. You have torn with your uh, hieroglyphic inscribed sword, torn through this thing's wrappings and into its, its smoky being. And it doesn't seem angry, really, as you attack it. It's more of these sort of mournful wails and, and moans that escape it as you're carving through it. Um, then we get to Bony Guy's turn, and Bony Guy hisses uh, and reaches out a hand. Kasakir, 
your work for the master is not complete. And there is a surge of leaves the bony one, smoky one. Mm. The smoky one seems to have renewed vigor. Mm. Healers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are those? And uh, it's gonna be it. Uh, it's Tilly. Sweet. I am. I am just like leoparding along, leoparding along, running down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And then I stop because I'm out of movement and I wait. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't take any damage falling ten feet, would you? Can't you just leap the balustrade? No. No. Well, I mean, how you, far could, would I be able you to wouldn't do? really get any farther because that's your, your full movement. Yeah, I'm just gonna run down the stairs. Two, five. Can you use your second action like to move? Fifteen, twenty. Oh yeah, I can. You can use an action to dash if you want. Because you were right here, right? Mm-hmm. If you did five, ten, that would pass through the sphere. Okay, yeah. so five. Okay. I went down here. Okay. I'm happy. Okay. I'm good. Uh, Anura, you briefly <laughs> glance. In devil noises. <laughs> Anura, you briefly glance over your shoulder to see this massive half jaguar creature wearing Estilly's clothing, barreling towards you. I say that. Oh, yeah, nobody saw me change. Yeah. Nobody saw you change at all. I say that is so cool. You're a were jaguar. <laughs> Rundar. Um, I will take. Some you damage. are going to take five points of cold damage. Of course. All right. And then you may do what you want. Then I may not take fifty points of damage. Whew. All right. So this will be ten, and then twenty to get out. Yep. Um, 25, 30, and then I will take aim at Smoky Guy. Wait, so does Smoky Guy, is he only damaged by magical things? Uh, we, that's what we believe. All of your, your attacks you've made so far have um, damaged, all of the, the attacks that you've seen have been made with magical weapons. Okay. And basically damage him. Um, how far away is the other guy from me? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 25, 30 feet. So would my short bow get him? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, let me, I will attack him. Where the fuck are my actions? There they are. Okay. Um, attack with my short bow. There it is. Okay. So... Which is a range of 80 feet. Oh, yeah. So that's a 25 to hit. That will hit. Oh, but there's nobody within 5 feet of him. Oh, well, that was too bad. Should have thought that through. 
so I'll do seven points of damage to him. All right. And that's it. Yeah, that's all I do. Is your short bow magical? No. Yes or no? Sorry. No. No? Um, all right. It does not seem as effective as you would hope. That's what I thought. Okay. Oh, can I throw a dagger? Oh, uh, yes, you can. I'll throw a dagger at a uh, smoky guy. No. 16? That'll hit. Oh, okay. So that's 1d4. And then I add sneak attack because um, Gorsh uh-huh. is next to him. Oh, wait. No, no, no. These aren't d6s. These are d4s. Oh, so 1d4. Oh, 4. Nice. And then 3d6 for sneak attack. So, oh, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, 11, 15, 17 points of damage. Non-magical. Non-magical. Okay. Uh, uh, it is impactful. But it does hope. some damage. Okay. I'm not useless. I'm happy. <laughs> That's it. That's all I can do. Okay. Uh, Gorjun, we're back to you. All right. Well, um, he is stunned. He is no. currently stunned. Wait, you're stunned again? No, 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 no. The no. smoky guy. Oh. So yeah. what exactly does that mean? It means attacks against him have advantage? Yes. Is there any other... Um, any other benefit to that, or is that that the main thing? That's uh, the main thing. And it fails strength and dexterity saving throws. Yep. Oh. Um. Okay. So then I will. I will hit it with my whip. And. I do hit it indeed for uh, for nine nine points of damage and I will burn a key point to use to do stunning strike on that again. Okay. And And he gets a 17 on his save. Mm. So he saved, but that's okay. And then I will use unarmed attack um, arm blows 18. That will hit. Okay. And that is for 11 points of damage. Oof. Okay. And um, because I used an unarmed strike um, and I'm holding a Kensei weapon, I gain a plus two bonus to my AC until the start of my next turn. Okay. So at 19. And I think that's it. Oh, All right. bonus action? Um, you used that for... Didn't you use that already to attack? Or no, I am I wrong? My two attacks. Oh, okay. And I'll use my bonus action. I'll click my heels together to activate my winged boots. All right. You feel a little whoop <laughs> as they activate. Um, okay, we're back to the smoky guy's turn. The stun wears off. He looks around at all of you with his uh, haunting visage and just uh, you hear him 
uh, sort of moan out, look into the void. Waves of shadow energy ripple out from around him. I need all of you to make... No. No, sorry, not all of you. Not Rundar. Everyone else to make wisdom saving throws. Not Rundar? Natural 20. It can only do three creatures, so... 14. All right. That's still... Succeeds. 14. Fail. Uh, Arjun? Garjun? Uh, Six. Fail. (laughs) So, uh, Garjun and Anura, you must both, uh, as waves of horror overwhelm your mind, you look around at your companions and see in their places twisted, monstrous creatures. You both immediately use your reaction to make a melee attack. Uh, Anura, you're going to attack Estili, and uh, Gorjun, you're going to attack Rundar. Holy shit, a monstrous jaguar! (laughs) (laughs) I got a nine total. That is not me. Uh, holy shit, a monstrous otter. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I use my reaction with his attack? What's your reaction? My reaction is I'm a skirmisher, and I can move up to... Oh, no, when it ends its turn within five feet of you, so... Nope, because his reach is so long. Yep. Never mind, go ahead and kill me. <laughs> okay. I hit you, no doubt. Oh, I use Uncanny Dodge. All right, this will half the damage. Oh, well, okay. bye. <laughs> How many hit points do you have left? 11. Oh. Yep. oh I, I only I did nine points of damage, so four. So you take four <laughs> points of damage, Rundar. That'll be a slow crawl towards death. <laughs> you see well, hey, isn't that what massive, life is? <laughs> you see this massive furbolg turn with madness in its eyes and just swing out with a fist. You dodge part of it, but it still connects. Is he a furbolg with or a red bear? Bugbear, sorry. And it, and it was a whip. You just, out of the corner of your eye, you see the flicker of leather, and something catches you by surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Then, let's see. The smoke creature is going to float away. And land up here. Oh, okay. does that provoke for me? You've already used your reaction to make an attack against Astili. Oh, that burned mm-hmm. my reaction? That uses your reaction. Oh, that's awful. That's so diabolical, Matt. What spell is that? So I can use it against you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> just just look up the Alip in Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes. Got it. Uh, Anura, it is your turn. Um... Shadow Dude looks real bloody, right? Uh, he Shadow Dude is very badly hurt. Bony Guy is still doing okay. Alright, I'm going to focus on Bony Guy because I think my companions are going to get Shadow Guy pretty good. So, um, I will throw some attacks at him. Let's do this. Uh... AC 15 on Bone Pony Guy? That hits. Sweet. I'm going to spend my last superiority die to do another maneuvering attack. Uh, Rundar, if you want to move up to Shadow Guy or wherever half your move, you can move. Half my move? Mm hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get that close with only seven hit points. I'll move one. Well, you, everyone goes before he does. He just took his turn. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I deal 13 points of magical damage to Boney. Oof. All right. Second attack. That doesn't provoke an attack, does it? No. Okay. Second attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll hit. AC 19. Or 20. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, for eight points of magical damage. Okay. It is still on its bony feet, but it is very badly hurt. All right. Uh, and uh, I still got 32 hit points left, so I'm going to hold off on using my breath of fresh air, so I'm done. Okay. Uh, the bony guy groans in pain and turns his horrible visage on you, Endura. You cannot stop the master's machinations. Wait, you're you not, are nothing. Hey, you're not the, you're not the master. <laughs> oh, you will know him soon enough. So why don't you, you monologue about it a bit longer? <laughs> uh, it raises its hands again, mm-hmm. and black tendrils rise up out of the ground within 10 feet of it. I need strength saving throws from Anura and Astilly, please. You go. <laughs> uh, 19. That will succeed. Strength saving throws? Mm-hmm. 14. That just succeeds. Awesome. Oh, I actually have advantage, but I already succeeded, so I don't know why I rolled. <laughs> <laughs> just out of excitement. <laughs> All right, so uh, you both take five points of necrotic damage as these dark tendrils reach up and try to lash hold of you, but you wrest yourselves free from their grip. And that's all for him. So, as Tilly, it is your turn. Are they still up? What? The tendril? No, they're instantaneous, appeared, and then vanished. I am going to run up oh, and the to spear is just- Bony Guy. Rory, and grab him by the shoulders and headbutt him. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's my guy. Attack. Uh, that is. What do I add to an unarmed strike? Oh. Okay, I'd use. It would be uh, plus your strength. D20 plus strength. 20 plus strength. Um, 14? That does not hit. Alright, as a bonus action would for you. Would you like using... to use your inspiration? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Yay! That's 23? That will hit. Yeah, uh, okay. So you deal 1 plus your strength modifier in damage. Um, no, I get, in my, this form, I get to use a D6. Oh, okay. And then I add my death star strength. So that'd be, uh, that is eight. Yes. Eight damage. And then I get to do an additional unarmed strike. Sure. Which is low. That's not going to hit him. 
And then I'm That's... going to... What? I was going to say, uh, what are you doing? That's an, an, an armor strike? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And missed? Yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to slice that out with my sickle that's on fire. Okay. That is 19. That will hit. Awesome. Thirteen. Okay. Um, I was really wanting for you to for you to hit with the the headbutt, and here's why. Uh, you grab hold of him and rear back, and as you slam your jaguar skull into his. His skull flies off, sort of cartwheels back and lands on the table behind him. You then grab your sickle and slice through him with this blast of fire, uh, which consumes his form and turns it to ash. And just the unearthly light within his skull dims to nothing. Standing over, I might let out like an old 50s movie wolfman roar over it. And I'm super proud of myself. And I use the rest of my movement to run up, try to run up towards Smokey Guy. Okay. Smokey Guy still alive? Yep. If you wanted to take a leap off the foosball table, you can make an athletics check to come up that <laughs> side. Notice yes! the foosball table. Yes! <laughs> five feet of him. That'll be even better. How did I not notice the foosball table sitting there? 17? <laughs> yes! Okay. That's amazing. Leap up, and you are now behind him. Rundar, it is your turn. All right. Magical short sword to begin with. Okay. Uh- so I'm in melee range of him? Mm-hmm. We are. <laughs> With my short sword, that's an 18 to hit. God damn, that's good. That will hit. Um, so that, damage plus sneak attack. I get sneak attack, so that's 46 plus 4. Oh, that could have been better, but it's not bad. Um, 12, 16 points of damage, magical. Okay. And then I take my second short sword, smack him again. Oh, that one misses for an 11. That will miss. I whiff with the second one. So, as as Tilly comes bounding up behind it uh, onto the, the second story, the creature momentarily turns its head, giving you the opening to jam your magical sword into its chest cavity. There's another dull, just... Uh, moan as the wispy wrappings around it begin to disintegrate and its entire smoky form evaporates from the bottom up and you just hear a deep moaning almost sound of relief as it says thank you beware beware and as its face vanishes you just barely hear it say Flavi <laughs> Name dropping. Oh. I love it. I love it. Flavi, what kind of stupid name is that? Sounds like my ex. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're left alone. 
seemingly within this chamber. This chamber full of all sort of strange and interesting wonders, some of which are identifiable to you, others which are curious. These these curiosities that the Archmage or Archwizard has collected from his various planar exploits. Nades. <laughs> so are we supposed to explode a thing now? Yeah, yes. throw that throw that fireball into that slowly bit there and I want it. Chris, you gave me a two D four healing potion, right? Yeah. Should I take that? I think we're at the end, but go ahead. I think so, yeah. I'm just a little worried about dying on the run out. <laughs> I'm gonna hold my hands out for the uh fire orb. Uh, I hand it to you. I think I was uh, the one who had it. I'm going to take it. And can I Teen Wolf style slam dunk it into the water? <laughs> I'm not even going to make you roll. Yes. <laughs> yes you, uh, you open the canister and hand this this orb of burning energy to Astilly. Astilly, it, it's burning to the touch. But in your jaguar form, you endure the pain and just overhead slam dunk it into this uh, vortex. There's instantly a a flashing uh, of light as these two elemental forces meet one another. And off to the side of the room, there's a whoop as a purple portal opens up. And stepping into the room, you see Javier going, I believe a quick exit is in order. Mm -hmm. Running! Running! You all... Flying. You all dash slash fly out through the portal, uh, finding yourselves in the lobby once again as there is a uh, cacophonous blast as the fire orb explodes and a, a burst of elemental fire shoots out, shattering the windows of the upper level of the tower. Uh, from far below, uh, the uh, scattered and uh, hidden uh, people taking cover from the storm watch as this burst of orange light flies out from the top of the tower and then the thick clouds begin to dissipate and very swiftly just dissolve away leaving a beautiful sunlit blue sky. Nice. Let's go get paid. <laughs> Sorry. No. I, uh, <laughs> you are all returned safely I am. <laughs> I am when I'm a jaguar. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you all return safely to the temple where you are hailed as heroes uh, and celebrated in this month-long festival uh, as saviors of the great city of Tehuatican. You are each rewarded handsomely with 500 gold pieces. Ooh. And the archwizard... Thanking you, Gleach wefts up to his tower and vanishes under the horizon. And that is where we will end tonight's adventure. Yay! Yay! Yeah, if I take damage in that form, uh, I have to make a wisdom saving throw at the beginning of it, or else I just randomly start attacking people. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> oh! So was he the was he the guy that left from the tower in the prologue? Yep, that was him. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play with this character again. It's your second yeah. time with Rundar. Yeah. I like Rundar a lot. We'll have to do uh, another one. We'll have to get back together with uh, uh, Courtney's unicorn and uh, Sarah's. 
she play? Platypus. 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 Uh, yep. Bear claw. Um, really fun. On, uh, Stop the recording. I forget.